Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coaching to Flourish podcast. In this episode, I interview Andrew Petrillo. He was a client of mine back when at the height of my life coaching career, back when I was riding my bike to different coffee shops in Portland and meeting with clients all over the city. I met with Andrew, started working with him when he was 15. He's now 23. So eight years later, this is the product of academic life coaching. I am so inspired by Andrew's ability to dream of something that he wants to accomplish and put his work and energy into accomplishing it and aligning his his life around his values. It is with extreme pleasure and so much a feeling of so proud of him and the work that he's done that I present to you this conversation between Andrew and I. Let's take a listen. Welcome, everybody. So this is the Coaching to Flourish podcast. I'm your host, John Andrew Williams. Today, I am with a special guest, Andrew Petrillo. Andrew hey, is one of my clients a uh, long time ago, right? This is now, how many years ago, Andrew? Uh, about eight years ago. Eight years or, ago. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. Started when we were, when I was 15. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so, you, so we started working together uh, sort of like the midpoint of my coaching career, and then we finished together. So you were one of the the clients that that I worked with until I transitioned mostly to coach training. Yep. Andrew is uh, now working as an engineer at Precision. Uh, what's it? Precision structural parts. Uh, precision cast parts uh, structurals. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So an engineer. He's now an engine, a successful engineer also lives in Portland and uh, welcome Andrew Petrello. It's a pleasure to have you on this Coaching to Flourish podcast. Uh, for those here, uh, the Q&A, uh, we're going to talk for maybe 40 minutes, get to know Andrew, have a conversation. If you have any questions about the 40 minute mark, uh, go ahead and throw them up in the Q&A. Uh, the chat uh, is, uh, no, no one else can see the chat. So please don't use the chat, use the Q&A. Any other questions, go to our Coach Training EDU blog. It's going to be a fun conversation. Welcome. Let's get down to it. Andrew, how are you? How's it going? It's good. It's really good. Um, yeah, very, very excited and grateful and a little nervous to be here. Um, first time I've ever been on a podcast before. So, and yeah, I'm excited to kind of share my experience with you and yeah, the experience that I've um with coaching. It's there's like kind of part one and part two where we in the when I was in the work and like working with you and then after that we finished and when I was in college and I actually started really seeing kind of these themes come up in my life and yeah I'm really excited to share kind of those two parts and the struggles and challenges and yeah also just all the good stuff that happened along the way so yeah very grateful to be here right now. That's nah, tremendous. So, so Andrew, Andrew was one of, you know, one of my clients who then took the coach training and then Andrew also worked with Hayden Lee and continues to work with Hayden Lee, uh, to now coach students. So it has now gone full circle. And so Andrew has been on both sides of this equation, both as a client and then now as a coach and also coaches on the side while he has his engineering career. Uh, Andrew, you're like a walking success story for academic life coaching. What's it like to be a walking success story? Or let me let me let me put it, let me point this question more. You're doing the dream that we coached around eight years ago. Yeah. What's that like living the dream that we that you crafted uh, as a client? 
yeah i that, that's, a, that's a really good yeah question living the dream feels very just every day you feel yeah i feel motivated i feel very motivated to continue there's no ceiling there's no there's there's nothing getting in the way of my growth and I am constantly looking for experiences that are going to challenge me. And I think when I develop this kind of this future self with you of like, Hey, this is what I want to do. These are my passions. And that was, yeah. And this is where I want to get to 10 years down the line, which is what we did in our future self, like kind of session. And yeah, like where I want to be living, who I was living with, um, just the lifestyle that I want to be living in. Yeah, I'm just in that lifestyle and being in that lifestyle right now has created just a lot of motivation and yeah, gratitude and and also just um yeah, I feel that there's no ceiling for me. So it like everything I do, I'm going to try to do to the best and I am looking for challenges rather than looking to be comfortable. And I feel like right now being in that process of like being in my future self, like being, yeah, being in the work for kind of like continuing on with my coaching, with um, working with students, working in my, in the engineering field. And I also teach yoga at uh, a yoga studio in Portland. And so I'm constantly trying to grow in that and not just like get here and arrive here, but then take it to the next level. Like not just look at, um, yeah, these, these careers as the end point, but as a journey towards mastery and being a beginner in that too, because I'm still young, I'm still in the process and it's, there's always work to do. (laughs) So it's, it's, yeah, it's challenging. There's days that are hard, but there's days that just, I just feel amped up. I feel very just stoked to be doing what I love to do. And I have a lot of energy surrounding that. People ask me like, like, um, yeah, before all this COVID-19 stuff happened, I was leading a 40-day program for my yoga studio. So that was going through, um, yeah, leading a group of about 15 people to, um, yeah, create inquiry, create a yoga practice in their life that's powerful and a meditation practice. And so along with that, there's one day that I woke up, I taught a 5 a.m. A yoga class at 6 a.m., went to work, went back to the yoga studio, did another class, and then led the 40-day session, finished at nine o'clock, and then did some coaching work. And I just felt like I had all the energy in the world, and I was motivated to do that. Um, where, and then my friends are like, Andrew, why are you, like, how are you not just like exhausted, and how can you get up and do it again? And I just feel very motivated to kind of continue this work, to continue this kind of passion and passion is not always easy to continue it's there's like yeah you feel energy when you're doing the things that you're passionate about and yeah just reward and that reward is what's driving me right now and just it's so it warms my heart to hear you like get back into it that's my boy look at him go like he's doing the work you're doing it and you're in it so let's 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 get into the story so long time ago right we met, what was the first time when we first met? What was your first impression of, of, of me, of coaching, of the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, let, 
yeah, just like go a little bit farther back, just like right before, because my mom, she, yeah, she wanted me to see a therapist. She wanted me to see, she, yeah, I was a high school kid that was struggling um, in academics, motivation, just kind of, yeah, just trying to figure out like what the hell life was. So, um, yeah, so she was like, okay, there's this coach, this life coach for academics, and we met in Emanuel Hospital, not coffee shop, like the the visitor coffee shop, which is, yeah, it's it a big room. It's not the most like cozy of coffee shops out there. <laughs> it was this huge cavernous place. Yeah. This lobby, the hospital lobby, because your dad was a doctor. Yep. Yeah. So we, we met there and yeah, I was, you kind of introduced me to kind of the things that I wanted to get to. So like, and yeah, you explained to me that like through, through this program, through hard work and through kind of changing how we go about things, how that can be possible. And that's kind of like what clicked for me was it's like, okay, well, if I do this, the way that I'm doing it right now, how I'm trying to go through school, how I'm trying to go through my soccer career and, and live my life is, it's really just not working. And yeah, you kind of introduced this new idea, this new way of going about things that, yeah, just kind of, I was like, okay, well, what you're explaining to me, like that sounded like that it could work for me and like that it was unique to me. And that's where I got excited. It's like, okay, well, this is a new process. This is a new, this is something that can be unique to me, unique to my identity and unique to kind of the way that I'm going to go live my life and be successful in it. And it's going to be different. It's going to be different than how my peers go about things. It's going to be different about how the rest of the world lives their life. And it's going to be unique to me. And that's where I really, really got excited. Right. I remember that thinking this is like, like you, like you and the work that we were doing together in many ways. Uh, you were an ideal client, you know, someone who had a ton of potential was currently struggling. And a lot of it came down to uh, you finding and tapping into that motivation that wasn't happening nowhere in the current situation. What was the turning point for you? When did, when did you feel like things started to turn academically or uh, I guess just more personally for you? Um, it took a little while um, because there's always for me, yeah, and, and this is still a theme in my life that I'm still working on, but just like starting something and really seeing it to the end and so in the program, we like, we had, I don't know, three or four sessions and I started kind of figuring out new systems and yeah, things, I got more organized. I was able to focus and kind of think differently in my classes, which was like, it was all great. And it was like all building blocks, all building blocks, but there wasn't that, um, I didn't see like the big result yet, the big house that I was building. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, we, we had a session where it was, we talked about um, dips, ups and downs, motivation away from good and motivation away from bad, where you drew out this, this picture, and I remember, in your moleskin, I, and you gave it to me, and it was just like all of these 
these dips and um, peaks and how I was writing it. And you kind of helped me see, kind of visualize in a concrete way of like, okay, so this is, yeah, this is how you're kind of going about things. You go down and then like right here, like you're kind of trending to this like dip and then you get really motivated and you put the work in to go back up and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm good here. And then boom, like go back down. And it's like, and with kind of like my grades, my academics and how I was learning through that, yeah, really created, um, yeah, it, it didn't really show the results that I was looking for. And you're like, okay, well, like, so say that we kind of shift the motivation and instead of going through this like roller coaster, which is pretty like exhausting, like, let's like say just like, let's pick a goal right here. And yeah, we're going to experience some dips. But when we bring that awareness to kind of when we're going down into that dip and staying away from that motivation away from bad and just channel it towards like this motivation towards this awesome goal like that's going to change and so that's kind of like where like that was that one of the sessions that like was like yeah the key session for me that just like channeled me and it's like okay like this is where i'm gonna set my bar this is where this is my ceiling and that's where i'm gonna drive to and yeah and then the next semester i, I did the best one of the best semesters like ever yeah, I did like a 3.4, 3.5, something like that, when normally I was getting 3.0s and 3.1. And yeah, it was, it was a significant change in my academics. And I saw that I could actually learn. I saw that I could actually, like, if I stayed along this course, along this kind of trajectory, that I could, I could do what I set my mind to. Right. I remember the, the, you're coming back and you're showing like, you know, your planner, your, you know, you got, you, you started getting the results that you were looking for and the level of excitement that built from that. Yeah. Uh, and then we were, you know, built on that the next year. And then we found the passion, the carbon fiber and yeah. Carbon fiber bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just can we just hear you talk about carbon fiber for a little bit and your your passion around this this material? Yeah, wait. I actually have, what it looks like. Um, I actually have some like carbon fiber from that project right here that that <laughs> I that I use that I still keep with me. It's like carbon fiber tape that. Yeah. So um, to start at the beginning, like I really started getting into kind of to to bike riding. Um, my dad really. Um, yeah, I, it was one of the things that I loved to do with my dad. I loved, yeah, I loved riding road bikes with my dad and it was super fun. It's painful, but it was super fun. And it, one thing that just kind of created an awe or just this interest that was like feeling part of this passion was like the actual bike itself, like the road bike, the, the properties of the material of like how bikes are put together, the carbon fiber, the composite material. And yeah, I, I just loved kind of this, the sound when you like, if, if you wanted to tell if a bike's carbon fiber or not, you go up to it and you tap it like, and you, if it's carbon fiber, you're going to hear like a dull sound or if it's aluminum or steel, it's going to be like a tinging or if it's titanium, it's like a ping. So you can tell instantly or like, okay, like, that's a nice bike or okay this is <laughs> this this is this is aluminum like 
this part of the bike is better than this part. And th that was, that was super interesting to me. That was um, something I got really excited about. Like it, was, it kind of felt like a passion that's, or like I would relate it to kind of like my car phase, <laughs> you know, you know how like, yeah, teenage boys, I have a cousin who's awesome, very enthusiastic. It's just, he just loves cars. He loves taking photos of cars and it's, it's really, really cool to see. But yeah, that was kind of my, my car, my car passion was the actual, the actual carbon fiber of, um, of the bike. And John was like, well, yeah, why don't we take this to the next level? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, okay, let's, 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 what would a project look like for you to actually build one of these bikes for yourself? And I was like, okay, whoa, yeah, like, let's, let's jump right in. And we jumped in to build an adult bike and I could not figure it out. <laughs> I didn't, I did not have the engineering skills or yeah, just, it was, it was a big project. The scope of the project was large. And I think for me to be in soccer in school, it was large. It was, it was difficult. So that was kind of like a micro failure. And then John kind of was like, okay, well, let's change the scope. Let's, let's move it down to something that's actually manageable. And, and yeah, so like what about a kid's carbon fiber bike, like a Strider? And I was like, I can do that. So <laughs> I worked with my uncle on making kind of a wood bicycle, like, yeah, a wood frame where that was going to be my mold. And I did some drawings. I got the dimensions. I did some um, work planning it got the materials I needed um, at the wood shop. I used like a two by four that I like sculpted down and chiseled down. And then, yeah, after that, I, uh, yeah. So after that, I wrapped it uh, in carbon fiber with epoxy, with epoxy resin and then vacuum sealed it, created the f frame. And then I was like, oh crap, how do I get this wood, this piece of wood out of the center? Because the key to carbon fiber is that it's light and it's hollow. And I was just kind of like baffled by like this idea of like building the mold, make the mold. And that was one of my themes, my metaphors in my life too. So we'll come back to that. But yeah, so it's like making the mold. So what I did is I sliced open the, the carbon fiber, took out the wood in the inside and then put it back together with more carbon fiber. And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't something that you would go sell in a, yeah. Yeah. I would, it wouldn't be something that would be sold in a shop, but it, the process of making that frame and yeah, creating those features and working with that material just like really just kind of stoked a fire in me for like, yeah, like taking an idea, a passion, something that is super, super cool, something that is unique to me and, and making something concrete out of that and, and learning about myself through that, through that process, through the challenges, through the results, through the reward of it. And just like seeing like, yeah, like this is something that I can do. So yeah, that kind of, took me on a path to mechanical engineering. And that is what I am today. So a mechanical engineer for large structural, um, yeah, parts that are casted, which requires building a mold, 
which is hilarious because that is what I did when I was with doing this project. So you're literally right now you're working on a, a car engine, right? The turbines. No, no these are the, um, the Rolls-Royce uh, XWB uh, Trent engine. So on the 787 and the Airbus A350. So the big, big intercontinental, um, yeah, planes. My part specifically goes on the Trent XWB uh, 84K and 97K engines, which 84K stands for 84,000 uh, foot pounds of thrust and 97 foot pounds of thrust. So, like, these are some of the biggest engines in the world. Yeah. And yeah. So, my part specifically that I work with is a, um, it's called a stator and it's a, it's a structural component, so it doesn't move. It looks like turbine blades, but it has, uh, there's an ID and an OD with a flow path with 48 veins that go around. And these, there's complex kind of airfoils that connect these two inner hubs. And this is basically the front and center on these engines that takes the, it takes the airflow from the fan. So it's right after the fan. So you have the big fan, where with these bypass um, engines, you have a, there's two flows. So you have a flow that goes around the engine, um, the core of the engine, and then this central flow in the stator, my part takes the central flow and straightens out the air and basically creates a lot of the efficiency for, yeah, for the engine and which brings down kind of like, which is one of the driving forces of making, of, planes being built is because if you can save 15% efficiency on an engine, you're going to save a lot of money in fuel. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And one cool, really cool thing about these, these parts is that they're, um, yeah, I, I have a, I have a photo. I can show you guys a photo really quick. Um, Andrew, I find you talking, I find myself like, it's like, oddly emotional just so proud of what you're doing like this is it's it's as if you've i mean you identified a early you identified an early passion you took action on it you didn't just sit on it you did something with it and it's like this project you did as a 15 year old has paved the way to getting you know i know it, it helps with the college application process through college. This, this yeah. is one of the reasons I got this job and the guy that hired me told me that. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So this is, this is my part. Okay. Yeah. So it takes about six months to make and we sell them for about, yeah. Yeah. Quite a lot of, quite a bit of money. So it's, yeah. One of the most, yeah, it's it's really cool, really really cool. What? I'm mean, trying to wrap my mind around this, <laughs> and it's it just feels it, it feels like it's, I mean, relatively rare to see someone have like an idea and have an idea that concrete and then to move it into action plan like this. Like, what does that do to your? dreaming muscle you know like what is that i mean in 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 the meantime you've done amazing things you've, cl you've got mountain climbing you've i mean 
yeah, what does that do? How does this experience strengthen that dreaming muscle that you have? Yeah, it, yeah, one of the things that this has kind of taught me is just really, really zoom out and see like the big picture of what I can actually accomplish if I put the work in on certain things. So yeah, it's, I don't know, I, I've big goals for mountain climbing, um, not Everest, but, um, and yeah, big, uh, big goals for rock climbing too. One of my biggest goals right now is El Cap. And I took a step towards that last year and I climbed Washington Column and which is a, another big wall in Yosemite where we were sleeping on the ledge. We had a haul 150, 200 pounds of gear up. It's a lot of suffering. <laughs> it's a lot of suffering, but it's, yeah, just, yeah, I don't, I think just with the people in my life um, that have kind of witnessed uh, me saying that I've, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to go backpack through South America and get to Patagonia um, starting at the top of South America. And it, yeah, I've, I've gotten mixed review, mixed kind of comments on that. It's just like, it's like, Oh no, that's, that's, you can't do that. And or like, yeah, like I believe in you. I hope that you can do that. And then it, when I actually do these things, like climb a 20,000 foot mountain or yeah, land this job after, after doing kind of my dream of travel. And it, it's just all kind of data that's supporting the next big dream for me. And that's kind of, and the next big goal, it's, and the person who I want to get to, the person that I want to be and the way that I want to continue to live my life and, and live it in the future. So yeah, it's kind of a vague answer to that, but yeah. I, yeah. I, I just feel a lot of confidence. I feel a lot of confidence in that I can accomplish the things that I sent my mind to. And if I really want something, I will, I will do it. And, and I will figure out a way and, yeah, I, that that's kind of, and yeah, just knowing that I have the confidence and knowing that I can do stuff, it's just, the hardest part is just starting it for me. Because <laughs> once I start it, like, I will, I will do it. Sorry, my phone. Um, that's amazing, Andrew. Uh, I'm just so happy for, I'm so happy for you. What, uh, and now you coach, you also coach. What was it, uh, how did you get linked up? So from the conference, right? You linked up with yeah. Hayden and the, the Coach Train EDU conference in 2016. And then, you, and then he started, uh, you started coaching students. Yeah. So what's yeah. it like to be on the other side now as a coach? Yeah, it's, it's challenging. It, it's a new, it's a new, um, a new set of challenges. And yeah, I, it's, it's really empowering too, to kind of see um, action and results take place in, in these students' lives. And I most, so I've only taught kind of teenage boys, so kind of same as me when I was going through the program. And yeah, I've had some just really just spectacular experiences with these kids. And I've also had some really, really challenging experiences where I did not reach them. 
and I did not see the results. And I think, I think that's been kind of the biggest blessing. And also just like the, the hardest part is just working with these, these really um, challenging clients, not to say that they're, yeah, they're just difficult, just uh, difficult mindsets and really trying to break through that is been kind of the crux of it but that's also kind of where i've seen and experienced the most joy and the most motivation is like really focused on that challenge of like okay yeah this is this this client is not the ideal client and it, it's going to be it's going to be hard working with them but but i i felt like i was a difficult client just because yeah my parents were very involved and parents can be very involved somewhat of like helicoptering over the process where really the process is about the client taking ownership of their life and then taking ownership of their actions and yeah and creating accountability um, towards themselves on on their actions and and creating that awareness to like, okay, well, when I do these actions, like there's actual results, there's actual like tangible things that happen in my life. And then that's, that's where we build um, on the more challenging clients that don't just pick it up right away. So yeah, like really breaking it down even more than it was broken down for me. So, and I, I have a client right now that I'm going through that and it, from where we started to where we are now, it's, it's night and day. And it, it feels really, really good to, to, to see that process and to see him really, really trying to change his life. And I think that's just, yeah, like that, that's an even bigger joy about coaching. Like, and, and you told me this, it's a really just positive experience. Like when I was getting into it, it's just a really positive, empowering experience that creates motivation for me as I see it's being created for that, that client, that student who's, who's figuring it out. Totally. And you just, want, you just want them to just like, just, yeah, just, you want to stoke that fire even more for that, for that kid, because it's just so awesome to just like really like let him, yeah, just take off, take off with these new ideas. Right. What do you see as the, the thing that, that people need to break through? you like, what, what do you see as the, the, the blocks that most teenagers need to break through? I think now, and it was different from when I was in school, but now it's, it's even more kind of this, this presence of the cell phone. Um, that's just not that like we make progress and then we take two weeks to, or like we have a two week gap and then I come back and it, and it feels like the student has gone back to his default. And it sounds like from his parents that the student, the, the client has gone back to the default of being on the phone, being distracted, allowing for distractions to, to come in. And yeah, I think just the value, like with, with our cell phones, students have created and defined a lot of value in their life um, over, and like, like we, go over values so like real real values and defining values and I think that's like one of my favorite kind of sessions to like lead is like define importance in your life because that's where 
we can really kind of create true meaning and true passion. And that's where like passion is, comes from. But yeah, I think kids are just teenagers right now are just surrounded by this like digital, um, yeah, this digital social media uh, life. It's very, there's a lot of value defined in that. And that's not, it's not productive value, but it is value. Um, and I acknowledge that, but so that's kind of where those two, um, yeah, those, those two things kind of butt heads and it, it, the more the student can kind of get away from, from these distractions. And like when we were working together, you did it right away. You're like, Hey, like what's distracting on your phone? And I was like, Oh, these apps. And you're like, okay, delete them. <laughs> I deleted them. Yeah. And it's just like, delete them, do it. And it's like, shut it off, like turn it off. Like that's not where you're going to, that's not where you're going to see results. And so that's just kind of been the more like the later clients that I've worked with, that's been kind of the biggest thing is these, these students are just getting really drained from their phone, their, yeah, the, the attention is kind of, yeah, Snapchat, these new apps that, all of their friends are doing and it's 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 really good to be social i think and like i was just a student in college two years ago so i, I know what it's like to be kind of constantly surrounded by yeah you want to be communicating with your friends you want to know what's going on but but for me at least through my experience i've felt that i've been most productive and have felt the most motivation when i have been removed from my phone and I'm removed from, yeah, Instagram, so Facebook, any form of social media, and just really kind of change the perspective of what is, what are the tools in my life, and how am I abusing those tools? Because the phone is a phone; it, it's not, yeah. So it's like, but this is this is people's lives now. Where at the end of the day, if we can see it as a tool then we can really kind of change how we act towards it. And then that's going to really how we change, like how we're going to actually like create effective productivity in our life towards the actual things that matter. Like going out, climbing, going out and riding mountain bikes, like finding like really just like fun things to do when you're bored. Right. Right. What's your, uh, around, I mean, it's such it's such a thing, you know. Social media, the phone, like it's it's designed to hook hook people in many ways. Yeah. What's your how how does tapping into that that values or how does yeah the values exercise how does it help you like move forward with this? Yeah. So, kind of tapping into values, like. I have my defined values right now. Um, just things in my life that, yeah, th- things in my life that are very important to me that I don't want to live without. That I'm going to make decisions based off of those. And, that, and that's morphed a lot right now, kind of with this coronavirus uh, pandemic. But yeah, so with, with values and the phone, the phone kind of offers just an easy kind of distraction for me. Um, that is not, yeah, it's just, I I think the hardest or the biggest turning point for me defining, changing, taking away 
value to my phone was seeing that my social media is not my life. And the pictures that I posted are not for others, for other people, but they're for me and just to share rather than like who I actually am. And it kind of, as soon as I got through that, I deleted Instagram. I deleted Facebook for a year. I just like went off. It was awesome. Um, and it, yeah, just kind of like taking photos for, um, yeah. And taking photos, painting, learning new, new things to kind of express what's actually happening in my life and be creative towards my life because the phone can at least for me has been kind of an avenue for creativity where I'm trying to take my avenue for creativity in a different, different direction right now. And I'm doing that through photography and through watercolor painting and abstract painting and, and yeah. And dancing too. I started dance classes a year ago um, for Latin dance, salsa dancing and bachata. And so like, those are my new avenues for creativity where I don't feel a necessary need to go like post on social media. And that's kind of where I shifted my values. Wow. Reminds me of the decisions people make after they exercise, but like, like the pre-exercise decisions and then the post-exercise decisions are often quite, yeah. quite different. You know, because there's more, just more fulfillment after you exercise and, you know, get that done in your life. Totally. And it, I, yeah, I just think just there's, at least for me, there's a, um, yeah, an urge to be creative and the phone, the social media offers a really, really easy way to do that. And I think it's, there's, there's productivity in that, but there's other ways that are going to be more beneficial for me. And, and yeah, with just the coaching process kind of like, this is big picture right now, but like, it's really like the goal is to really just learn about yourself. And I've, what I've learned about myself is that my iPhone, um, my social media is not a, it's not a, it's not a good tool for me. It's, it, it is sometimes, but there are better things that are going to be more rewarding and have more concrete value in my life. And yeah. And just make me a better person. Whereas I feel like I go back, to my default when I spend too much time on my phone. Man, Andrew, I'm just so proud of you. Like, I just, I wish I could just take you and take that and sprinkle it on it. Like, you know, all, all high schoolers. I mean, seriously, wow. Oh, I mean, I feel like what, what you're speaking to is, is the challenge, the fundamental challenge that, that just generate, like the generation now is having to wrestle with because so much of what, how, how people interact with each other is all, I mean, through digital, through phone, through how many likes, how many, like, you know, how much interaction are you getting? And it's all out there, all public. I mean, it's all just information out there. Yeah. Uh, constantly judging, constantly comparing. Uh, it's really rough. Uh, where, uh, so uh, shifting gears just a little bit in uh, Q&A. Uh, from Scott Stoll, uh, who's, he says, I'm on a 40 mile bike ride listening to your story on a carbon fiber bike. Way to go, Scott. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do the next 10 years look like in your future self? Yeah. So I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot and there are, I want to go to grad school. I want to keep, keep pursuing learning and growth. Um, in my academics, 
towards engineering. And yeah, I, I've been really getting interested in statistics uh, at my job and seeing how powerful statistics can be. So yeah, maybe, yeah, I want to get my master's in either statistics or maybe material science. So that's kind of the next step for me five years down the line. And then, yeah, 10 years down the line, um, the life that I want to be living is, yeah, I, I really want to be in, I think a lot of focus right now is like on creating powerful relationships in my life, having like holistic relationships where I don't, there's that are simple. There's no assumptions. There's, um, a lot of just human, just positive connection. And that has just kind of been a goal and a theme for me this last year and something that I've really just, I'm trying to create in my life. So just, yeah. So as of now, I'm in a kind of a teacher training for a 300 hour leadership teacher training for my yoga studio. And we've been working on, um, yeah, just kind of getting away from resentment and repairing just like, yeah, relationships that, that have kind of just fallen into a cycle of diminishing integrity. And so my goal for 10 years is really just to be solid in, in just the relationships that I have. If I'm married, if I'm with, yeah, if, if I've, if I'm with someone, if the friends in my life that I surround myself with and, and surrounding myself in a life that's even more centered around being outdoors and yeah. So, and create, and like for my like career path, like I think that I'm, I'm more interested in instead of my career path, but my like growth path, like, mm. like where do I want to be as a person rather than like, where do I want to be in my career? And I think the person that I want to be is just a very capable, um, yeah, just solid engineer um, and solid and powerful yoga teacher and coach where the clients that I'm working with are really experiencing, yeah, true transformation in their life. And, and like, I, I've approached that and I've had that, but it hasn't been every client. And I really want to get to kind of every client just having that, that transformation that I felt. And, and that takes practice, that takes work to get there. And that takes more, yeah, knowledge and yeah, more connecting. And so that's kind of like where my journey and where I want to see myself is just, yeah, this, like my future self, whatever, I forget my future self's name, but yeah, who has even the values that I've defined now have just grown even more. And and then one thing I want to be in 10 years is just like the, the best, the best salsa dancer you've ever seen. So that's one of my, that's one of my goals. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you're also one of the youngest people to ever go through and become an academic life coach. What was it like to go through the training uh, that young? Yeah. The, well, it was because I started the training when I was in high school and then I finished when I was in college <laughs> And it was interesting because it just, I experienced, it was like being in a, like a movie theater and you're like seeing like this, this movie. And then, and then a couple months later, 
you're behind the scenes on that movie and you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is what you were doing. Like this is, these are the mechanics of like what's working and what's like, what's going behind the questions that you were asking me, the, the kind of journey through the coaching process that you taught me. And so, yeah, like, um, yeah, that was kind of the most interesting part. And I would, at the beginning, I was intimidated. I was intimidated by all these, like, these people that were very smart, very intellectual and empowering people that were in, like, Chester. I remember working with Chester a lot. And Chester's awesome guy, awesome coach. And, yeah, Laura, like, all these just really great people that I, that we worked with. And I just, yeah, I was like, man, I want to be like you guys. You guys are freaking awesome. And, and you, John, too. I was just so kind of motivated by the mentorship that I experienced in that in that training just each time I went into like a like a breakout session and like practice coaching and and which and which is cool because I was getting coached on things that I was trying to figure out in in my freshman year of college but at the same time I felt just this huge overwhelming wave of empowerment of being able to help people that were that were older than me that were more experienced in life than me and I felt that that kind of dissolved this, this age mindset that like, I don't need to be like this idea of age, this idea of experience, like wherever you start, you're going to be a beginner. And if you're a beginner in that, like you have so much, so much room to grow, so much room to grow. And no matter how old you are, it is not too late to start. <laughs> it is not too late to start putting in the work. What was so, it like being so young, coaching people like decades older? Yeah, yeah it was. It, I learned a lot, and through them, it was. I, I learned a lot through them, but I also. It, it was intimidating. It was for sure intimidating. Yeah, but, um, yeah. As, as soon as I kind of got beyond that kind of that perspective of feeling intimidated and fe like seeing through that lens. I was able to like really connect with them and, and really kind of let my enthusiasm come through that. I like really like genuinely care about like this coaching session for this person right now, like that empathetic listening, that level two listening and taking questions to the next level that are going to empower the person rather than bring them down. And so that, that connection, like, at the beginning was kind of weird. It was, it was totally weird because there was this huge age gap. I felt, I felt that I shouldn't have been there, mm -hmm. but I like three quarters or like a quarter of the way through that just dissolved. And I was like, kind of had like, you know, those aha moments that you talk about those breakthroughs, those little breakthroughs are like, okay, like, well, like I'm in this, they're in this, let's go, <laughs> let's right. do this. It was so cool. I mean, I remember the whole conversation of whether it like, is this a good idea? Like, does this make sense? Like you were, you were by far the youngest person to ever go through. I was 18. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, and your mom, tell her I said hi, by the way. Uh, she's, I think she's on right now. So. Oh, she's on? Yeah. Hi, Annie. How are you? If you're there, say something in Q&A. We'll <laughs> see it. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's amazing to see. I mean, I just I just feel so proud. I mean, and, and the whole the whole from the whole from the very from the front to finish, you know, and to get in the feedback, 
you know, to hop in, you know, that young in the training and then to get the feedback. Uh, I remember so many of the, in an odd way, in that training, you became the quasi expert of the student response to yeah. the, the concept. What was it like being the, like this? I felt like you were the student ambassador of, of the training. Well, I'm just so curious. What was that dynamic like for you? It was, um, yeah, it was, I felt like through my experience with you, I could really give like constructive feedback to like the people. And yeah, just from, from my experience, like if I was in a yoga class and I took the yoga class and I'm a teacher and I give feedback to that instructor, like you can kind of see, you can see the, uh, because you practice, you can see from a different angle. And I felt similar to that, where since I went through the, the coach, the, being the client, I was able to kind of zoom out and see kind of, okay, well, like this really landed here. This, yeah, this, this really, um, yeah, this really didn't land and like, yeah, just on certain like nuances that were like that came up through that coaching because like how we, how we coach, how we, how we lead this kind of coaching inquiry with clients is it, it's very delicate in some places and being this like teenager that is in this delicate state where it's you're like kind of looking up because I looked up to you as a coach like you were like my mentor and it, so like what you said like had real like monumental meaning in my life and just like and what you said was like you 90% of the time, like I was like all for you, John, <laughs> 90% of the time. Sometimes I was like, I do not want to make a vision recording. I do not want to hear my own voice. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of resistance, like at times, and there's going to be a lot of resistance when like coaching is occurring with students. And I felt like I could give insight to the people that were in that training. Like, Hey, like this is where like students, like, at least now, like people my age are going to have a lot of resistance to this is where gonna, they're going to have a lot of challenge or they're going to have challenges relating with the way that you're saying this. So maybe come at it from a different angle and, and see kind of, yeah, because I, I felt like it was very productive um, being kind of just so fresh from being coached because in going through the work. And being able to give feedback, I felt like it was a very productive for me to be there. And I was able to learn a lot from like the actual mechanics of coaching because I saw what worked for me in my life. And that's still like, I still feel like the sessions that we had that I got really excited about, that excitement still like comes through in my sessions. Like, like yesterday I had a session with um, a client uh, who lives in LA, Kayla, or Hayden actually met him and gave him the book but yeah we did um powerful relationships and empathy and yeah just like really just dove into like what it means to like be have like actual connection and dropping assumptions with your teachers and it, this is something that like it was a really exciting session for me and I've actually taken that to the next level when I was in college I got really close with some professors and then this past year, I took them up Rainier and we climbed Rainier together and it was awesome. <laughs> it was super awesome. And yeah, just taking away and they were my hardest professors. It was for thermodynamics and control, system dynamics and controls. And I just got 
absolutely rocked in those classes, but I, I did well. I, I got B's, but like I've met in those classes that you just feel like you put so much work in and it, yeah. And in this pr professor sees that you're putting in the work and then, then you take that just from like even more to the next relationship, having a powerful relationship with a professor or a mentor or someone. And, and yeah, so that's like, so like these sessions I get excited about with my, with my clients a lot. So. Oh, I'm just so like, I'm just bursting with happiness and joy for you and for all the people like in your life. Like, and, uh, you know, I just, I can't even imagine how, how proud your mom must be. I mean, and how, uh, genius, like it, it, like her decision to, you know, seek out coaching and to, to like pursue it and, and uh, I mean, it just is, it, yeah. it's a, it, it wows me. It, it wows me on, on so many different levels. Uh. Yeah, I think with my mom and she, she kind of had this fear because my parents were going through a divorce at the time, like during when we started. Mm -hmm. And she like thought, like, she thought I was either going to go down just like not a good hole or go down a path that wouldn't be productive for me. And just based off of like the results that I was getting and she was like, okay, well, I got to take these risks. I got to like really help. I got to really help Andrew and like, and help him see him in a new way. And I don't know how to do that because it's, it's hard. <laughs> Teenagers are freaking hard. They're hard. Yeah. They're yeah. hard. I know it. I know it now. I know how hard teenagers can be and how hard I was too. So it's difficult. There's a lot of resistance. So, and yeah, she was so worried that my sister and I were not going to land and yeah. And, and she is very grateful that where we both are right now. So I can imagine, I can imagine. All right. So we just have a couple minutes left. Is there uh, I know there are a number of people on, um, but yeah, let's open up for some Q and a, just a, a couple, anyone has any burning questions for Andrew? If not, it's totally fine. Like we have, uh, I am, uh, I just, Andrew, I have to say it, it's, it's blowing my mind to have uh, such a strong visceral, visceral reaction to when I first found coaching to when I found coaching uh, when I was uh, teaching high school. This is back in Southern Oregon. And I remember thinking this is going to be the future of education that if every high school teacher were trained as an academic life coach and then extension if you know college professors also received and advisors in college also received academic life coach training and were able able to facilitate these kind of conversations and this kind of kind of you know, mentorship this would fundamentally change education and to hear your journey through this it's like you're it like that this is proof like andrew is living proof that this concept works and it feels very similar to that idea of you know th that that initial thought of this is this is the idea and then to have it so accurately play out like in your own life you have that idea as a 15 year old with the carbon fiber bike and have it so accurately play out you know in your early mid-20s uh, is phenomenal. 
Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree, John. I, I would not have been able to get through. Yeah, I would, I would not have been able to get through mechanical engineering school if it wasn't for coaching. I would not have the mental resilience that it required to, to do it. I, it would have not been possible. And to get into the school that I wanted to get into, like I, I felt like that was just a miracle. And to get through the program and have it, and I had a better GPA in mechanical engineering than I did in high school too, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> so awesome. And so, I'm, just so, I'm yeah. just so proud of you, Andrew. I could, I could burst right now. And uh, I just want to thank you too for this time. Uh, and uh, it's so good to catch up. Uh, you can tell your mom and your sister I said hi. And um, uh, Andrew, I just so happy and just so grateful that you're also full circle paying it forward as an academic life coach yourself. Yeah. Continue to do what you do. So thank you, Andrew. Let's, we'll conclude. This is the Coaching to Flourish podcast. Thank you, everyone, for, for showing up, uh, for your questions, uh, and uh, for being here. And uh, you can catch more of Andrew on uh, the blog, the Coach Train EDU blog. And I think Andrew's going to lead a yoga session for us uh, here coming up. So uh, keep an eye out for a newsletter for that. Thank you, everyone. I'm your host, John Andrew Williams. Yeah, thank you, guys. Blog. Really, really grateful. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, community. See you on Thursday. Bye.